God spoke to me so clearly. He said, stop doing what you're doing to get the approval of man. Start looking up for your approval. Stay tuned to hear more from Gloria about how she empowers women through building confidence. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15, verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in His love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Hi, I'm Yvette Walker of the Positively Joy podcast. Positively Joy is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. Hey, before we get started, I wanted to do a shout out of a special listener who has become a Patreon subscriber. Now, she wouldn't want me to say her name, but SP has supported my ministry from the very start through being an encourager. But now, through Patreon, she's also able to support us monthly. Learn about how to support your favorite podcast ministry from as little as $5 a month and get great freebies and merch too. Just go to PositivelyJoy.com and click on support. Gloria and I had a great conversation. She now helps women struggling with overwhelming feelings of inadequacy walk into their own confidence and the life that God meant for them. She recently revealed to me that there have been some major changes in her life, and I'll let her tell you about it herself. But I will share our conversation from 2021 because her life lessons as a certified life and health coach, homeschooling mom of six, and a podcaster can help listeners out there. Here's Gloria as she tells you what's going on in her life now, and following that, you'll hear our podcast conversation. Hey friends, this is Gloria here. Thanks for listening today. We had such a good conversation together the day we recorded this and just so glad that you're listening. I wanted to just give you a really quick update about my life um, since we've recorded it. I have changed my approach with the coaching and I am allowing God to just bring whoever he wants into my life to coach. And so you're not going to see me super active on social media, but I am there. And so if you want to chat, if you want to reach out to me, send me a DM on Instagram or um, on Facebook Messenger, and I would love to connect with you there. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, I am so honored to get to be here with you. Well, I love it. And I always like to give full disclosure when I know people. Uh, we've had we had an opportunity to get to know each other at the Spark Conference. In fact, we even shared a home, which was a lot of fun. It was amazing for strangers in a home. And we ended up being friends. I mean, it felt like I was back in college, you know. <laughs> it was so fun. I loved it. And you're right. I mean, it, we really, I, I think we developed a friendship and it was just, I mean, you know, it was a great experience. And, and I, and I, I've talked about this, you know, on the podcast before, but 
it's so nice when you can when you can have a great experience, learn, but also come away, you know, meeting some awesome ladies and um, and sh- and sharing and getting to know them and learning from them. And I think that's what happened. So, you know, yay, <laughs> yay! It was awesome. Yeah, I'm happy you're here because, you know, we have a joy connection. I know joy is important mm-hmm. to you, and I like it when I when I can talk to someone who truly understands what that meaning of joy. It's not just being happy. It's it's God's fullness and, you know, Absolutely. completion in us, which is great. But I also love that you talk to women about confidence. Mm-hmm. And I love that, create confidence, which in your, and, and we can find that online uh, in a lot Absolutely. of places, obviously. And we'll, and we'll talk about how to find you online on your website in a moment. But I want to talk about that and your coaching. And of course, you are also a fellow podcaster. So let's talk a little bit about um, yourself. I always like to start uh, learning a little bit about your path and and coming to find out like why this this idea of creating confidence and helping others find that is so important to you. And I know you also talk to moms about homeschooling, which is so important. Mm-hmm. And of course, this past year, and who knows, maybe into, <laughs> into an, another few months, we don't know. That might also still be really, really important. But let's go mm-hmm. back and start with you and your faith walk. Tell us about it. So the reason that creating confidence, kind of that that has been my slogan, my mantra, is because of how it developed in my own life. So the lack of confidence in my own life. And so I was raised um, in church. I was actually raised Mennonite, um, which is like an off branch of Amish, very similar to Amish. And so I was raised in the church, Christian from a young age, but I lacked the surety and I lacked the confidence of who I was in Christ. And how that showed up for me in my life was my life was just, it was just filled with anxiety, like so much. And I had so many fears. I had fears that I wasn't good enough for God. I had fears that I wasn't doing it good enough as a wife and as a mother and homeschooling. And with all of that, like anxiety literally was ruling my life by the time I hit my late 20s and early 30s. And um, it was when I was in my late 20s that I finally had the moments with God of where, okay, I know that my salvation of who I am in Christ has absolutely nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with Jesus and what his covering on me. And that was this huge relief. It was just this huge relief of like, oh, you know, my salvation isn't based on me and my performance or lack of performance and all of that, but it's set in Jesus. And that was was the beginning of the walk into this. And I thought that it would be like, I don't know, like you flip a switch and it's magic, but it's not. And so all of that fear then got translated and got kind of transferred to people pleasing. Am Mm -hmm. I good enough here on earth? Am I good enough as a mom? Am I good enough as a wife? Am I just good enough as a person? And people pleasing started just hounding me and I didn't even recognize it. I mean, if you would have met me, you would have thought that I was confident because I'm I'm pretty bold and I can just kind of say what I think. But inside, I was constantly comparing. Like, look at that homeschool mom, and I would and I thought I was doing okay. But then I'd be around other homeschool moms, and they'd be talking about the curriculum that they were using and how their kids were doing things. And I'm like, oh shoot it, my kids aren't doing that. I'm wrecking them. I'm like wrecking them. 
And so I had a couple of God moments that I'm going to tell you about. So the one in the homeschooling was um, my kids were hitting high school and I was freaked out. I'm like, I'm, I'm ruining them. I'm flat ruining my kids and they're going to hit college age. They're not going to be prepared. And it's all my fault. As a homeschooler, who else are you going to blame? You know? Oh, yeah, because that's so, you know, I can say, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. But no, no, no. I completely understand how you felt that in the entire weight of their future success Absolutely. on you. I mean, I can totally understand that. It was huge. And so for me, it was like, it literally kept me awake at night. And so I heard, you know, all these other, the good homeschool moms, you know, those moms that you know that you should be like, but you're not quite. So I knew what curriculum they used and they used the Cadillac of the homeschool curriculums. So that year I decided I'm biting the bullet. I'm doing it. I went and ordered the whole kit for all four of my kids at the time. I have six kids now, but it was four at that time. It cost me like $5,000 for all of it. And it came and I had this like long, like six foot long table that was my desk at that time. And it was stacked on my table, probably two feet high, covering the entire table. I had been homeschooling at least nine, 10 years at that point. And I saw that stack of books and I cried. I'm like, this is not me. I can't do this. This is not the way that I'm wired as a mom to teach. This is not the way my kids are wired to learn. I sent it all back. And that was a light bulb moment for me. Wow. So it became this thing of, wait, who do who did God create me as? Like, what's my personality as a teacher? What's my teaching style? What's my kids' learning style? What's our lifestyle as a family? What else is it are interesting? What else is interesting to us? And now if you walk in that, and you and I talked about this a little bit before we hit record, but if you're walking into the way that God designed, there's not the struggle. There's not the striving. That was my first God moment with that shift into homeschooling. And it started flowing at that point. Mm. Well, I can say that I think, you know, as Women, we many of us do tend to have a a people pleasing or even a god pleasing uh, mentality. You know, and mm-hmm. even if it's not other people, we feel like we need to do things. You know, yeah. and maybe that's also this culture. Maybe that's this American culture as well. Um, you know, it maybe in other cultures it's not quite that. But I know I always, always am thinking that there's something else to do. There's something else to do. Mm-hmm. And um, that can be, I think, hard on us, hard on our families. Um, And I can imagine how difficult that was for you. So when the light bulb turned on and you sent it back, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was brave right there. I mean, first of all, making the decision (laughs) to spend the money, that was, yeah, that was, that's a lot. But then making the decision to send it back, that, you know, was there, did you feel defeated at any time? After I sent it back, I felt like I was the winner. I didn't feel defeated. I felt like, 
oh my word, like this is not me. So after that, I got very silent about the way that I homeschooled because I was scared that I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) but now I have um, three kids that are graduated. One One is married and she's doing great. I have another one who's going into his senior year of college, another one that's getting ready to go to college. And they're all amazing and they're smart and they're doing okay. So now I can talk. <laughs> well, congratulations, definitely. Um, that's yeah. I mean, and and not just one or two children, but you have six, and that's a yes. lot of hard work. And um, but but mm-hmm. having that confidence, you know, and and I can only imagine that the children see this in you. I mean, they mm-hmm. when you didn't have the confidence, they probably saw that in you. And now that you do have the confidence, especially your girls, they they probably yeah. see that in you and can you know, take that on to themselves. Was that ever something that you thought about? It is because, and and I know that it affected my kids. The years that I wasn't confident in it, it affected them. I remember one year they're like, mom, can you please just stop switching curriculums on us? Mm. Um, because I, I, I was striving to find the perfect curriculum to ensure that they're not going to be messed up. And I kept switching curriculums on them. Like, can you just please stop? I mean, like, we're like, we have to learn a new curriculum every year. And so that was, you know, this whole thing of like, oh, I'm actually making it harder on my kids by by thinking that something else is better out there. And mm-hmm. it's not better or worse. It's just different. And you have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it was a huge shift. And my kids, the things that I really leaned into then at that point was that confidence and leaning into the thing of like, okay, guys, which way are you bent? Are you guys science-minded? Are you guys business-minded? And then letting them learn in their strengths rather than like, oh, okay, wait, I've, I've got really entrepreneurial-minded brained kids. And if I would have gotten them the hardest sciences out there, for what? We got our science done. We reached all of our criteria, but we really wanted to help them succeed in the way that they were bent because that's the way you learn the best. Oh, yeah. Very, very true. I'm definitely, uh, let's see, right-brained. And I am, you know, I am not uh, a math person. Uh, mm-hmm. I am, I mean, I've always found science interesting, scientific uh teaching is interesting, but that's just not how I'm wired. I'm definitely wired mm-hmm. more on the communication style, the written language, um, verbal, all of that, and not so much the other. But going to a traditional school like I did, everything's equal. So, you know, they're yep. not, yeah, you know. Now, fortunately, I was, I think I was fortunate to go to some schools where I was able to to take some higher level classes uh, mm-hmm. in, in areas that I would excel in. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, 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 it was, it was not like we're going to teach you these things based on the way you learn. Cause I went to a pretty no. traditional school. Yeah. So that was a huge shift in my life. And, and it, that was kind of, I feel like those couple, you have this couple springboard moments, you know? Mm-hmm. So another one was, so, you know, if, if you're living in anxiety and people pleasing, it sounds like if you're a people pleaser, you sound like you would be just a joy to live with, but you're actually not. You're actually very hard to live with. 
And so my husband and I were having a lot of conflict during that time. And I felt like I was just doing everything I can to make him happy. And he's just not happy with me. And, and I remember the day when I just felt like I had, like, I give up, like even trying. And I remember so clearly, it was another God moment. I was laying on my bed. I was like, God, I quit. I don't even care. Like, I'm, I'm just done trying to make him happy. Like, forget it. This is worthless. And God spoke to me so clearly. He said, stop doing what you're doing to get the approval of man. Start looking up for your approval. Everything that you do, you look up to get my nod of approval. You look up to get your validation from me. Stop looking around. That is so powerful. That was huge. And it made me kind of angry in a way of like, I, I felt so justified in quitting. And he's like, God's like, no, no, you're, you're loving people as an act of worship to me. Mm -hmm. And that started changing my life. Mm. It was slow. It was painful. (laughs) I'm not there yet, but it's beautiful. And once you start doing that, that is where confidence is created because it isn't about feeling because of what other people are doing and saying and thinking about you. It's about feeling because you know that God is looking down at you and everything that you're doing, you're doing it for the honor and glory of God. Mm -hmm. Everything for his honor and his glory. That's really in our, in our daily jobs in succeeding as parents in succeeding at the workplace. It's, it should all be done with him in mind. And, um, you know, basically you're doing what you're doing and I'm doing what I'm doing with the gifts he's given us not for our own fame and fortune. I mean, you know, we may, we may want to make a living, of course, but not for our own fame and fortune, but to give it all back to him. And yeah. so I think with that mindset, that's so important. So, all right. So now you know you're doing it right. Um, mm-hmm. How are you helping other people? Because you know there are other moms out there who are going through that same struggle that you went through. I mean, clearly. So yeah. now that you have the confidence to explain basically your breakthroughs and all of that. How are you working with others to help them come to the same realization? Well, I went and I, myself, I got some life coaching, which is just phenomenal and life-changing and so good. And, um, but so much of the life coaching that I was coming across was not coming from the a Christian perspective. God's principles, but not from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. And so, because our lives can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm -hmm. That's God's principle. Anybody can take that principle and it will transform your life. It will make your life better. But when we're doing it from that foundation of who we are in Christ and because of what God says, it's, it's mind blowing. And it's so, so powerful. So I went ahead and I got certified as a life coach and, um, I also got certified as a health coach, but I quickly found out that life coaching um, will actually improve your health as well. So I focus more on the life coaching and I just, just got certified as an Enneagram coach. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, because Yeah, because it's like, you know, even as I was coaching people, let's say if I was coaching you, I'm like, well, she wants, you know, peace in her life. And I'm like, well, 
I'm a nine on the Enneagram. And so, of course, I want peace, but that's not everybody else's motivating factor. Mm-hmm. And so to, um, for, for you to understand yourself, for my clients to understand themselves, we don't focus on it, but we use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. And um, so I do life coaching. My favorite way to do life coaching is one-on-one where we just meet and we meet on Zoom. And um, so it's so lovely because it can be anywhere in the world. And so we meet on Zoom, you know, typically every week and we do one-on-one sessions that are exactly meeting you where you are today. And my clients, like just last week, like two of them, I was having this conversation to them and they're both just doing phenomenal and their lives are just so changed. And I was just chuckling because both of them, you know, separate calls, they didn't hear each other. And they both said, you know, this week I just heard my brain tell me, and they went on to tell me. And I'm like, do you realize what you just said? Several months ago, you would have just said, this is how I feel. And it felt so true. But when you can separate as like, oh, this is just a thought. This thought is not serving me. I want something different. So now they're hearing their thoughts and like, oh, my brain is trying to tell me this is a bad situation. And I'm like, no, it's not, you know, and you can change it. So that's what I do. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing just to be able to work with these women. That is so awesome. Um, We're human beings and we are flawed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we may, we may have those, those life-changing moments but we also may find ourselves falling back into, you know, areas of doubt and things like that. So how, and, and, and I, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to everyone, but it was a very human thing. Um, Absolutely. What do we, what do we do? Even when we've made some breakthroughs, what do we do when it seems like we are falling back into the negativity or the self-doubt or feeling like I've got to work harder to do the things that he's already given us? To do just innately? That's such a good question because the reason that you're falling back into a familiar pattern is because our brain, scientifically, in real life, we grow paths. We have these connections. So if you have this pattern that you've seen show up in your life, let's say it's negativity or anxiety or self-doubt, your brain has built this pathway of this is just the way that it follows these thoughts and it becomes very familiar and it becomes like I tell my clients picture like a well laid out like inter like an interstate system you know there's pathways there's connections and all this and it's very smooth and easy and well traveled so it's very accessible in our brain and so the reason we go back to that it's kind of our default and even if we don't like it it's familiar and our brain loves familiar. It loves familiar. Mm -hmm. So what I tell my clients is like, okay, so this is your old path and it's there. You're going to find yourself there again, because that's what our brains do. But now you want to start building a new path, but you're going to have to realize it's like building a new path in uncharted territory. It's like a jungle. And to start with, it's like using a machete to start cutting the path. It is slow, it is painful, it is tiring, and sometimes you don't feel like it. And so your brain's like, this is too hard. I know I can survive that other path. I don't like it, but I know I can survive that because that's my default Mm -hmm. and I know how to survive it. But what happens is the more we start cutting in that new path and building that new path, 
you are on that other path less. And it literally in your brain starts growing over. It starts closing. It doesn't become quite as accessible. So if you think about it, like even like a path in your yard, you know, that you've walked every day, there's no weeds there. It's, you know, it's just a nice path, easy to go. But if you don't walk on that path, the weeds are going to start coming up. It's going to grow over and the grass is going to grow again. That's the same way with our brain. So that well-worn path, the more you stay off of it, the more it's going to close over and you're building that new path. Understanding that gives us so much confidence, <laughs> gives, us, gives us the tools because it's like, of course I'm on this old path. Of course I am. That's what my brain wants to do. Mm -hmm. But I recognize this is just a path. This is just a my old habit. That's okay. There's nothing broken with me. I'm not bad. I'm not whatever words we call ourselves and we call ourselves some horrible words, but I'm going to build this new path now. And then you, it's, it's one, it's, it's kind of like, you know, feeding, which dog are you feeding? So if you stop feeding that negative path, that dog's going to shrink down and the other dog's going to grow and become the mm -hmm. strong, healthy dog. That's the way it works in our brains. And that is powerful. That is powerful. Where does God's love come into all of this? You know, I love that. The reason that I do is because I look, somebody, we were just having this conversation in one of the coaching sessions just recently. And, and the person was like, you know, I just keep praying that God, you know, will fix this or whatever. God's love, to me, it's like this, it's, it's handed to us and it's there and it's accessible to us, but he's a gentleman and he never forces us, but he's just there. And he's like this, um, like this excited parent, if you would like, you did it. You're taking a step. I'm so excited for you. But he's not that parent who's going to helicopter you and prod you and poke you and berate you if you fall down again. Mm-hmm. God's love is so like encouraging. And one of the things I ask my ladies to do all the time, and I love to do it myself is asking God every day. I call them God sightings. You can, lots of people call them different things, mm -hmm. but I believe, I believe that every day God gives us something, some sort of sign that he intimately sees us and knows us 90% of the time. I think we miss it but just praying for that. God, help me today to see that little, I love you sign, that little God sighting. And that is so powerful because it's like, you know that the creator of the universe is literally, like he's literally watching you and me sitting here talking. He even knows how many hairs we have on our heads. It's an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we were just talking about an app called Lectio 365. And before we, before we recorded... And that is one of the things, one of the, the um, suggestions to think back and where did you see God in your day? And you are right. Even though I listen to this every night, I know the question is coming. I know the question is coming. <laughs> but when a question comes, I think back and, and I go, well, everywhere. Because I really do believe that. I believe that God is everywhere. Right. Legit. But right. I'm trying to, you know, pick one moment in my day. And I can't do it. Every night it's the same thing. It's very frustrating. And so 
I think that perhaps I am experiencing that, but then, but they will, it, it's a fleeting thought. So maybe I need, for example, to jot it down. Because I, I, I do believe we probably encounter that every day. Um, maybe it's something I should, I should jot down. I mean, even when I don't feel great, like today was serve day at, at my church where we're going out into the community and, and doing stuff. It was hot. I didn't wear a hat. <laughs> uh, we were pulling. We were pulling weeds, gardening. I, I love. I love gardening, but it's it's hard work for me anyway. Yeah. And um, I felt terrible. You know, I stopped several times to drink water, but the mere fact that I was able to survive this, you know, <laughs> I see God in that truly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I need to remember that. You know, I think mm-hmm. I need to write it down. I need to remember it. I, I think that if we if we are intentional about looking for his love, we, we will see it. We will see it very easily. But I love Absolutely. that, you know, but that you also ask that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that, that whole writing it down and being intentional about it is so, so important because again, so our brain has that pattern of not looking mm-hmm. to not see, or your brain just has this pattern. And like, thank God our brains can do that because I don't remember the number, but it's an astronomical number of things that we do every day without even thinking. And more than even just, you know, the bodily functions of breathing and all that stuff, but like how we get dressed, how we put our shirt on, how we put our shoes on, all that stuff. We don't even have to think, we just do. And that's that's the beauty of our brain. But then the backside of that is we also have some habits in there that we just do without even thinking. Mm-hmm. And to build a new habit, you have to be. So what I tell my clients and what I do for myself is you have to give yourself visual reminders throughout your house, throughout your thing. So the, some of the ways that I have done it is um, some days very intentionally, I will put like an X on my hand because that's my my little reminder thing. I'll just put an X on my hand to remind me to look for God sightings. I have made um, like, I usually have like different things that I'm focusing on in the year. I will put that up throughout my whole house, like, mm. you know, little ways to be just different areas of the house to be reminded. This is what I'm focusing on right now. I've had a bracelet made um, with that just to keep it. Like, and I wore that bracelet every day for over six months mm-hmm. of just to like, you know, this is what I'm focusing on. This is what I'm focusing on. And I think of that verse in Deuteronomy. I don't remember the, the chapter, but it's like, you know, you teach them as you go by the way. You write it on your forehead, on the, you know, your hands and all of that stuff. Basically, God's saying, it has to be in front of you. You need to be reminded of this mm-hmm. or we forget. We forget. We do. We do. Um, I, I, I thank you for, for quoting that scripture because I, you know, I, and you may have another one as well, but I, I do like to ask, are, is there a particular scripture that you like to stand on? And that's a really good one. I love, you know, being that being mindful, just being mindful of understanding that we need to, you know, because we're flawed people and we we need to help ourselves remember and teach others. Um, so that's great. Is there another one that you stand on? I have a couple, but the one that I stand on the most is um, whoa, and I'm not gonna be able to quote it word for word, but being okay. transformed by the renewing of your mind. You mentioned that earlier, yes. Seriously. And it's just it's phenomenal. I've read that verse thousands of times in my life, but as I've become the life coach and as I'm studying more and more and more of how our brain actually works, even from the scientific 
aspect of it, Mm -hmm. um, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it tells you, that tells you it is possible to change your mind and and the thoughts and and how your brain works. It's possible how to do that. And then God is so good. And then he says, okay, and wait, and also here's a list. Think on these things, whatsoever, pure, lovely, good report, all of this stuff. And the first one is whatsoever things are true. And I used to get stuck there. Well, Mm -hmm. it is true my life sucks right now. It is true that they're not being kind to me, but does it follow into the other criteria? Mm. And one of the things that I tell my clients and I tell myself, it's like, it's not that we're supposed to be happy all the time. You and I, we're all about joy. But that doesn't mean that we're always feeling like, oh, I love everything about my life. No, God gave us all the emotions. And sometimes we want to feel sad, but we know that joy is the option that's right there beside it and that we can have both at the same time. That's a lovely way to end this. Thank you so much for for sharing all this knowledge. Now let's find out how we can find you. What's your website and uh, what's the best place to find you in social media? Okay, my website is coachingwithgloria.com and you can find me there. Of course, my podcast is called Create Confidence. And then on social media, it's my first name and my last name. So it's Gloria Guadron. That's spelled G-U-A-D-R-O-N. And um, I'm on both Facebook and Instagram. Gloria, thank you so much. This has been very enlightening. Uh, I've learned a lot and I believe uh, our listeners will too. Appreciate you so much. And it's good to see you. (laughs) You too. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm just so glad God put our paths together in real life as well as, you know, on the internet. But this has just been fun. And thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also on the website, go to the talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.